When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. podcast and we want you to name all the famous Joneses. There's James Earl Jones, there's Catherine Zeta-Jones, there's David Bowie, he was born a Jones, Grace Jones, Kelly Jones, Mick Jones, Quincy Jones, Spike Jones, Tom Jones, fucking Dr. Jones. Now you can have Curtis Jones in that list. What a fucking goal. These kids are immense, those pesky Scooby-Doo kids. It's Jay, it's Mick, and on the pod for the first time this year is Copite Director Dan Moxon. Boys, sum that up. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say that was a cracking intro. That was cracking. <laughs> Not unla- one, yeah. Nothing like a Matt Ramirez. <laughs> I take it back. I take it all back. Right, boys. Um, how did you feel before that game had even kicked off? What were you thinking? I, I mean, to be honest, we're probably all look- especially after we'd seen the lineups. They've gone full strength. We've gone yeah. with the kids. As to, as to be honest, we expected it. Maybe not to that extent, but. I think we're all looking at it going, well, if we win, brilliant, because that means we've beaten them with the kids. If not, then who cares? I've got bigger fish to fry. So, to be honest, it was a win-win situation. I exactly. Think. Amazing, yeah. For a scouser to be the lad that gets the winner. just It's just incredible. It's really. ridiculous, wasn't it? It is. I mean, you look at the, like you said, they, they were with a full-strength side, and the, their odds had dropped from like 8-1 to one to 4-1, to one, and that's the guys outside, you know, they're happy that Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> The, the odds have dropped dramatically in everything's favour, and I'd be honest, I was worried about it. You know, there's a lot of kids on the on that pitch that have never played in this type of game before. Mm-hmm. They're playing against the Ev. There's massive pressure on us all, uh, and in that first half, thank God we had Adrian because he was absolutely immense. He was great, wasn't he? Yeah. Everything played quite well, mm-hmm. and they were, should have been a, at least two or three up, shouldn't they? I think, the, especially with Milner going off on, I think it was the ninth minute. Yeah, that could have severely hampered us and surprised that it never had more of an especially give them a bit more impetus I thought we controlled it quite well obviously you said Adrian made some great stops there yeah. to make sure we weren't three behind to be honest because it could have, could, have, could have been that way on a different day but well, um, I mean Klopp's made nine changes there from the side that beat uh, Sheffield and you've got Ta- uh, Takumi Minamino Minamino Minamoto uh, Nathaniel Phillips and uh, LaRucci uh, playing as well um, and I was looking at that side thinking there's some really, really good, skillful players in there that we can give them a game, but I wasn't 100% confident because of how it's going and uh, and the, the way Everton had set themselves out where they were like, this is our game to win because we're playing a full-strength side. Yeah, well, like you said, there's a couple earlier. You've got Necho Williams, who's 18. You've got Harvey Elliott, who's 16, but he's... In in the in football wise, he is he's ridiculous. How good how good he is and how good he can be. You've got Curtis Jones who gets bags the world. He's he's only eighteen. I think people still forget that. Uh, especially I think like Lalana though, the like the, the the senior lads done done tremendously there. I thought Lalana was stepped up, especially when Mil, like I said, Millie's gone off. Yeah. 
Adams come on standing captain. I thought he just kept kept us ticking over nicely. Yeah, there was a good mix, I think, between the young lads and, and, and a few sort of fresh faces. And, and you touched on it a little bit there. When, when Milner went off, especially so early on, I mean, game plan could have gone out the window. That can really yeah. affect yeah. you. And it's really tough. I mean, LaRouche, who replaced him, I mean, he was on debut. I mean, to, to come in in those circumstances, he wouldn't have been warm. He wouldn't have been ready for it. Um, but to sort of have that setback very early on and still produce the performance that that, that we did, uh, yeah, it was just a br- brilliant game of football. What was your thoughts after nine minutes when Milner goes down? Oh, you're terrified, aren't you? Mm. You're absolutely terrified. And especially when you've got to consider we're still in a lot of different competitions yeah. that can cover pretty much any yeah. position on the pitch. Um, I think so, when yeah, yeah, I think when he goes down, I, I wasn't even thinking about the game anymore. I was thinking, oh shit, we've yeah, lost a, a vital, like you yeah. said, down a vital, vital cog so in our team. The long term yeah, yeah. sort of impact of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think um, that for me put sort of the scaremongers, especially among myself, because I just thought, right, well, we're losing a million experienced player at left back. I'm not. I've only seen Larucci a few a few times. Mm-hmm. Don't know how, how he's going to cope with the likes of. Um, Walcott was up against him on that on that right hand side, wasn't he? So yeah, the, um, the one thing we remember Larucci from from the summer is when he got um, absolutely demolished by that uh, Sevilla player. Correct, yeah, yeah, that was like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was horrible for him to come back from that. And, yeah, I think the fact that it was at Anfield helped everyone. If yeah. that if that if that would have happened at Goodison, it would have been curtains. I think yeah. they would have been all over us like a rash. The fact he's come on eighteen, well, I think he's nineteen now, Larucci. Like you said, there's a debut. It's it's crazy. There was no nerves at all. There, you couldn't see anything. He was m- making sure we were nice and yeah, we've, nice we've and quick down that we've side. Forgotten about the Milner injury. We were yeah. you know looking down that left hand side. We wasn't really getting exposed as much as what we thought we would have been. Walcott wasn't as good as I'm trying to think when he was last good. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago, I think. Yeah, I remember. Um, but I'm looking at that game in, in that first half, and okay, I think Dan, you pointed out, didn't you, when you were. Uh, doing the match blog that we hadn't had a shot on target. Yeah, no, we were, we were really struggling. To so we, we had a chance. couple of um, our best chances were coming from uh, Williams. Um, he's crossing from the right hand oh, side. Yeah, he's, great. What a couple, he's a brilliant player. What there was a couple player. that very, very nearly found a Rigi at the far post. Um, but we hadn't had shots on target. Adrian had been forced to make a few good saves. And yeah, by the way, we, we it's it's really got to be stated just how important Adrian was in that first half. Definitely we could have easily been sort of two or three down at half time. Yeah. And all right, when you break down the saves individually, they're not necessarily massively difficult saves to make. It's the fact he stands up, make sure he just mm-hmm. gets behind it, just make sure that he's keeping his team in the game, make sure he's steady in the shit from the back. Again, he's one of the senior players on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even though he's not been at the club for as long as a lot of these youngsters have, mm-hmm. technically, he's one of the leaders on these pitches. He's one of these players that the young lads are going to be looking up to and saying, right, come on, I need you to sort of show me how to play in this type of game. And, and, and he was calm, he was collected, he was confident. And... You always look at it with a goalkeeper; it spreads out from him. Yeah. If, if your defence is confident in your goalkeeper, we've got Larucci who's just come on. Phillips, who three days ago was playing in Germany, um, <laughs> yeah. never played. With, I, I was terrified of that partnership because I yeah. just thought Phillips has probably never played with Gomez in his life. No. Yeah, um, and you're just worried that they're going to be all over the place. But to be honest, all right, a few sort of um, positional lapses here and there, same from Larucci and stuff like that. But it's to be expected, especially when you've not played in this type of game before it's absolutely to be expected so for them to keep a clean sheet it's just incredible absolutely and you've just thought on Adrian there being like the calm and collected he was at the back mm. I mean I can't remember the last time we had a backup goalkeeper where I was like right my bothered if he started because last season when we had played Mignolet in the league cup I was like I don't yeah. want to play I, you know, I yeah. to before play. Alison I can't remember the last time we had a first goalkeeper well, that was going exactly yeah. exactly I mean, we've, we've mentioned uh, the the, the 
poor backup goalies we've had on our uh, mm. all time worst 11 podcast, haven't we? Um, and no doubt, don't, don't bring it back I'm to my memory. Out, Jesus, no, it's just a name, <laughs> it's Angie. Just I, right now, boys. I still can't believe that Jay put Skirl and Sacco in there. Not, not me, any any new listeners, uh, that's not me. Okay, it was somebody else. I'm not taking any, you know, it, it, just go back and listen. It isn't me. Thanks for that, Dan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think with Adrian there, you know, we've got a goalkeeper there that can just come in. He's done there. He's, I mean, at the end of the day, he has knocked out Everton before by himself with his right foot when he scored that penalty. Oh, I love that. that. FA Cup last time. So he just fuck you, nonchalantly man. threw his gloves on the floor before he absolutely <laughs> yeah, piled yeah, around. Yeah. Love it. He was, so, was a scouser before. Correct. <laughs> you know, going into that fourth round now, I mean, it was definitely funny when Curtis Jones did score that goal because Klopp had the same look on his face he had when we played Arsenal. When we equalised the last minute thing for God's sake, we're yeah. filling it. Those pesky um, kids. Exactly. Again. I don't know how that fourth round's gonna look. I don't know who we're gonna play, this, that, the other. You know, I'm, right now I don't even know when that fourth round's gonna be played. I don't know where we're gonna be in terms of league, in terms of Champions League, whether the game fits in or not. But the fact that is now there's plenty of players on that pitch that have just said You're all right, Jurgen, we can play the fourth round for Exactly. You. And I think especially there was no it was a clean a win. If it was a draw, then we've got a replay to contend oh, with. That we said that didn't we? we so said that at the the, the, I'd rather I have, to finish. Yeah, I'd rather have lost. I'd rather, rather have lost or win just to, just to get that fixture out the way. Well, that's it. So yeah, and like you said, like Curtis Jones was coming there. He was absolutely terrific. I thought from start to finish, mm. not scared to pick the ball up, no. back to goal, turn on it, good, great passing, and then he, then he, towards the end of the game, seventy first minute, he pops up with that finish, which Stevie G would be proud of that. Unbelievable! How good he, he slots that top of the co- top of the top of the net. Yeah, Jordan it's, Pickford it's, it's hasn't got a chance. Finish. It's everything when you just consider the whole sort of situation that we're in. Drawing that will have been in their minds. The fact that they've got got to go to a replay if it's a draw, and yeah. really, it's not really something that we really want to be doing. Um, we, we needed to find something like I said. We hadn't had many sort of shots on target, and then just to pull that out from absolutely nowhere. He tried sort of flicking it to Origi, giving it to one of the more senior players. It hadn't worked out. We got back to him. Yeah. He could have easily sort of shirked the responsibility a little bit again, try and find one of his teammates around him, trying to give it to one of the more senior lads to maybe take the chance. But no, he just takes it on himself. And the fact that he's got the confidence to do that in the first place, mm. but then also the just amazing technical ability to curl that right round. I mean, Pickford's got small arms, but even he, <laughs> and, <laughs> even he, if it's any lower, he's probably got his fingertip on yeah, it. Yeah. It's just absolutely perfect. He couldn't have done it better yeah. if he tried. No, absolutely not. I mean, he had a few nibbles in the first half against him, didn't he? He had a couple of shots where he was, um, all right, they weren't on target, but he was having a go. A couple he, of sighters. Yeah, he, he's got it in him. And you always say, like, you have a couple of shots and you get the third one, fourth one, right? Don't you get it on target and stuff like that? And like you said, Danny couldn't have hit that any better. Yeah. And he's, he's put one in the top bins there where it's just. I mean, we saw the faces of the Ev fans drop, and it was it was all the more sweet. All the more sweet. The fact yeah. that he's got number forty-eight on his back. It's all the more sweet that he's a young kid, and it's all the more sweet that he's a scout as well. And he's got the, that. You know, he can retire now. That's <laughs> called the winning goal in an FA Cup match against Everton in, in Anfield. It's unreal. I think after the, I think it was the last round or something like that when Harvey Elliott played the blinder. I then thought if Harvey Elliott gets called into the first team, I would have no qualms about it. Yeah. And now that I've seen Curtis Jones for a couple of games. I'd be the exact same in the Premier League if we, we needed someone to come on and potentially change a game or that's, do that's, something with a bit of magic I'd be happy for them to come on yeah that's another good thing about these games as well it's a it's a real opportunity for these young lads to come and show that they're capable Definitely. of playing against men yeah. of playing in these real sort of high pressure ties and and 
not necessarily a challenge for a regular spot in the first team because I mean at the moment you've got to be pretty much world class to do Absolutely. that yeah. Yeah. but especially in runs of games like we've had where we're playing every two three days lots yeah. of different competitions you've got to have ability across the squad and for these young lads to be coming and showing that they're capable of still maintaining these high levels Indeed. Klopp oh, he must think he's won the lottery he's just got yeah. an unbelievable set of lads at his disposal right from the very best players through to the academy lads at the bottom who were thinking you know what I want a piece of that action as well definitely and I think when yeah. we looked at the bench didn't we the likes of, of Mane and Henderson are on, and the Ox are on the bench you're thinking well if things don't go right for us mm. yeah. we've got the firepower to sort of try and change the game and it was Daniel just hit the nail on the head it was great that we didn't need to really use them Ox was brought on I think as a bit of a frightening piece and to see what he yeah. could do we, we didn't need him at the end of the day because Curtis Jones put the ball in the back of the net but mm. We knew damn well that Klopp would probably would have thrown Hendo on. He might have thrown Mane on for the last ten minutes because he doesn't want to go to replay. Yeah. And look, you look at the the squad. You know, I think you know Adrian has as as arguably his best game in a Liverpool shirt by the Super Cup, just because he won the cup for us. Thank you very much, Adrian. Um, Gomez has a blinder. Mm. I think he really he showed Nat Phillips what to do. Yeah. The same way Van Dijk shows Gomez. Opposite, yeah. He's obviously learned from Van Dijk, and now he's bossing the back line as well. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Nico Williams before. And I said to you before, didn't I, that if Trent ever moved into midfield, I would have always worried about having that right back. But it looks as though we might have another right back. Mm. He looks really good, doesn't he's, he? Really promising. I mean, how good does he whip a ball in? It's, his crossing is just absolutely yeah. brilliant. For someone of his age, yeah. To it's because it, it's not just about the technical ability, it's also about having the awareness of where to put the ball, yeah. when's the right time to put it in, what sort of angle you need to be putting it so that someone can run onto it. There's a lot more to it than just the ability to actually hit the ball with your foot. And he's, he's got all that already at 18. And I mean, Curtis Jones has probably got to beat the man of the match just for the, his contributes. Yeah, contribu- got, to, yeah got to be. But Williams is a close second for me. He was just brilliant, not just with his crossing and going forward as well, but there were so many sort of important tackles, interceptions and stuff at the back. It was just a really, really strong all-round performance. Yeah. And we talked about, obviously, the Ox coming on towards the end of the game. He came yeah. on for... We haven't we haven't mentioned him yet. Minamino properly. How do you think, he got, how do you think he got on as it was his debut? At yeah, Anfield? I mean, he had, he had parts of the, the game where I just thought... He, he was quiet um, I, I thought it was a very difficult game for him to sort of get into because yeah. of the way we were playing I, I think Minamino plays better when he's got better players around him True. and that's no disrespect to anybody on the team I just think when he when he finally fits in with a Mane a Salah and a Firmino in front of him I think we'll see the best of him but didn't do anything wrong I didn't see him you know, lose the ball or anything like that a couple of wayward passes but I'm, nothing that I'm going to get too fussed over no. I think he showed a couple of good touches um, he, he looked hungry for the ball tracking back uh, making some really really vital tackles to win the ball back which I thought was great a couple of nice little tricks as well um, likes to get in between the lines so what I loved about him was he was receiving the ball in midfield and driving into the box and driving to that forward line we don't really have that from midfield unless it's the Ox playing so to have him as well I think that's a really good option for us but I've got no qualms about him glad he's got the he, he got the minutes under his belt yeah he got pulled but it doesn't really matter um, on to the next one what about you boys? Yeah, like I think you've pretty much summed it up there, Jay. That's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was always going to be a difficult game for him to come into at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, I think we've all got this thing about because the last time we had a debut in a derby, it was Van Dijk and he scored the winner. So we're all like, <laughs> yeah, it's all exactly. written the stars from Minamino to get the winner, and we're all taking the piss saying it's yeah, going to happen again. But we all knew it weren't going to. Like you said, I think the commentator mentioned that was his first game since we he played against Liverpool for yeah. Salzburg. So he's it's been a, been a couple of weeks for him. So yeah, I think it was a good outing for him. 
uh, came off in the yeah, second half, wasn't it? Was it? Time, wasn't it? Yeah. Dan, do you know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, you know, Mix just added to what I said verbally, and it, it, it was the perfect. It, if it was the perfect fixture for him, you know, yeah. you're going to come in against Everton. It's a big, high-profile game. There's pressure. There's shouting from both ends. He's going to hear the, the roughest crowd he's going to get. Um, so he's got that. That's off his chest now. That's off his shoulders. Don't have to worry about that anymore. And if you're going to play him in any game, you probably would play him in that, wouldn't you? Unless yeah. Kind of and, and it'll be a real confidence booster for him as well. Okay, yeah, like you say, he was quiet for spells and he didn't have a a huge impact on the game. But at the same time, he's he's played well. He's done done himself proud um, on debut. As he says, he's going to be rusty. He hasn't played for sort of three weeks. Yeah, it was the last time that he played. He's not in a full strength side. I mean, if if he's got sort of Salah, Mane, Firmino, all those lot around him creating chances for him, and he's creating chances for them. The, when when his team's going to be on the ball, he's obviously going to have a lot more freedom to be able to do what he does best, yeah. which is run at people, create chances, that sort of thing. Today, not necessarily the best um, scenario for him to be able to do that. But at the same time, like I said, I thought <coughs> he um, he played well. I thought he gave a decent account of himself on debut. Um, and he, of course, he nearly scored a goal as well. I mean, yeah. if it had been a couple of inches taller, he gets on the end of Origi's cross, true. he makes yeah. it one nil, and yeah. he does become that yeah. instant hero. Yeah. Exactly. I think, like you said, Jay, like I think he reacts to better players around him. Obviously, if you've got the likes of Manning and Salah making crazy runs in front of him nine times out of ten, he's going to react to that because he's got that football intelligence to play them in. Yeah. Obviously, you've got the likes of Origi, he was obviously great, but he's not making the same type of runs as yeah, yeah, as those type of guys are making. So. But in the end, he's done. He's done really well. Yeah, it was interesting to see him in sort of that false nine position as well. Yeah. because it it looks pretty clear to me that Klopp's looking at him as someone who can, if I mean, heaven forbid, Firmino picks up an injury, or if he did need a rest or anything yeah. like that, or even just for rotation, it looks like someone that Klopp's priming to be able to be sort of either a backup to Firmino, or even possibly if he improves enough to be able to challenge for his spot. Yeah, and we'd, we'd all love to see that because. You know, people challenging for spots is what we've wanted, isn't it? You know, City have been brilliant for years, having basically two world class players for each position. Yeah. And I think that's ideally where we need to be. Um, with Millie dropping out now, it you know it does leave us thin in certain positions and mm. stuff. And we have coped. You know, December was supposed to be the bad month for Liverpool, and we we're going to fuck everything up in that in that December. But guess what? It hasn't happened. We've lost Millie tonight. Touch wood, it's it's not for a long time. We'll I, think, again. Yeah, I think that's a le- we've got 11 senior players now but I think there's the likes of Joel Mattups on his way Matip back we've got Fabinho coming back soon yeah. Hopefully, be, yeah. I think Lovren's cold finishes next week or something he's always on <laughs> sick note um, but again get, get it, getting him back will be great it's you know we were worried about the Ox wasn't we and he's back mm. he played tonight so that's another uh, 45 minutes that's whatever a big it was boost. Really felt, so yeah. it's, I think I think we'll be okay you know Yeah. Uh, I think we'll be alright but when I was looking at the, the fixtures before now that we are into the fourth round, um, it actually falls between the Wolverhampton Wanderers and the West Ham United game. So the Wolves game's on the 23rd, um, and then the Saturday the 25th is the FA Cup fourth round, mm-hmm. and then we've got West Ham on the Wednesday. So again, the January is just looking as busy as December. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we're going to look, because we've got Spurs on Saturday, uh, and it's away. Obviously, we've made a lot of changes tonight, which will help us for Spurs. Yeah. Then we've got Manchester United a week later, so it's a nice week break. Um, and then it's going to be a tough couple of days come the end of January for the FA Cup fourth round. Would you guys do the same again and just rest in between the Wolves and West Ham game? I think that decision probably has to be made 
close to the time. I mean, we 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 benefited firstly from the fact that the likes of Salah, Firmino, Mane, even though he was on the bench, he wasn't needed. Yeah, we benefited from the those people. Henderson, who's played mm. pretty much every minute somehow of this festive period, the man is an absolute machine. I don't know how he's done it. Yes. He um, the fact that they've managed to be able to get a rest today is it's just huge. It's a really yeah. really important thing. We've got six days until Spurs. I think there's eight days after that until Man United. This is the first time that we've actually yeah. had breathers between yeah, two true. games yeah. in a couple of months. And it's, I think that's going to be really, really important to help give give the lads a little bit of a break. So I think in terms of that decision itself for the fourth round, I think it has to be made closer to the time. Yeah. But it is, I think it's it's two days after the Wolves game, isn't it? So And that's, yeah. that's going to be a tricky game. I mean, the next three, Spurs, Man United and Wolves. That's three tricky games. And, but right uh, Spurs and Wolves away from home as well. Obviously, yeah. United at home, so I that's going to depends who we draw as well in the fourth round as well. That's yeah. true. To me, I think Fabinho, hopefully, and uh, Matip should be back for the United game. I think they're, they're due back the eleventh, apparently. But whether they're going to be match fit and ready to go for Spurs, I prob- yeah. pro- I imagine not. No, so if, if they're both ready to be in the squad for my United, that'd be great. And the two basically first team players come back into the squad would yeah. be a huge boost. Well, to sum it up, boys, I think with uh, the Ever- when we finish on the Everton game is a 1-0 win. You'll take that at the beginning. Another clean sheet for us. Another failed attempt to win at Anfield for the Ev. Unlucky <laughs> boys. Um, and a scouser has actually scored the winner. It's so that 21 years now since the last one. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, good math. What did you do research, though? <laughs> yeah. Dying for that. But yeah, uh, well done. Well done to those pesky kids. Fair play to them. But there was uh, obviously there was another game that we haven't covered before we were last on here, and that was the Sheffield United game. Uh, a nice cheeky cheeky win there, uh, Mick. Was you happy with it? Um, it was it, it was surprising how good we were because I was expecting a much tougher affair to be honest. Obviously, yeah, two, end, ended two nil. Yeah, we got the Salah got one the first one in the fourth minute, mm. um, and then pretty much we. We just kept the ball so well. It was similar to like the Leicester game. We just we recycled possession so well, just keeping the ball at the back if we need to, not forcing it. I think time's gone by where we've been challenged for the title. We sometimes, especially under Rodgers, we sometimes forced it mm-hmm. forward and we're losing the ball and it's just coming straight back at us. You think of all them four three games and three two games that we conceded shitloads. Um, but no, I thought it was a great performance. Sheffield United coming to Anfield, I thought it might be a, a tricky affair, and we we done tremendously well. Obviously. Another goal for Sadler and Mane as well. Keep keep their form topped up as well. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, on Skybet the other day for the uh, the Player of the Year because obviously it's, we're getting close to the time where everyone starts putting the votes in and stuff like that. And um, Mane's the favourite at the minute. Yeah. For that, getting Player of the Year. That doesn't surprise me at all. Surprise me. Trent's favourite for a young Player of the Year. That doesn't surprise me at all. Um, <laughs> I, I think Trent's just. Is, is, is Sterling finally too old to win that? By the way. <laughs> He's actually it's, still, it's he's won got it every to, year for the last year. He's actually still he's still on, on the betting for Is he really? the young player of the year. Oh you joking. So, um, I think Sterling's older than me. <laughs> I think he's I think he's over Tottenham. Um but yeah, I mean thirteen point lead uh, at the top of the table and I think just going back to Trent, Trent deserves player of the year just for the pure cheeky of that pass that he played. Oh when he was in the cop end and he played it's it. Well. A it was yeah. like Roberto Carlos and Little Omar in 1997. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. For everybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about and you're too young and you're still in nappies, Google it. It's incredible. <laughs> it's uh, unreal little bend on the ball. Yeah. Um, but it, it was our 19th victory of the season. It's stretched our unbeaten run now to 37 games. Um, we're only 12 short of Arsenal's record now. Uh, can we get there? 
I think they've and I've, I'd look a couple of days ago the 49th game is against Man City <laughs> so if we want to draw level we've got, to, we've got to go and beat Man City I think at the Etihad or, or at least draw that's, with them that's one hell of a carrot I look forward to that yeah. podcast when we talk about that that'll be an interesting we one shake it throughout the entire <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah I mean again another accomplished performance from the Reds the, the, the lineup was, was was as it to be expected well, a bit of I, I think the most Im- impressive part of it for me was the fact that we'd played Wolves sort of two three days before and the second yeah. half that, that a lot of them were out on their feet and then we see the lineup, and I think there was only one change from that game. And you're looking at it, just going, "These were exhausted the last time they yeah. played. These, they surely can't." Think. And then they just come in and put probably the second most complete performance of the season Correct. behind the yeah, Leicester. Yeah, behind Leicester, definitely. In. And and they just look so sharp and so fit. And you just look at them, just thinking, "How on earth the, the, <laughs> the fitness coaches and the, the just the way that they're clearly dealt with on the training ground." It's just absolutely incredible. All right, the players will get all the plaudits if, if Liverpool win the Premier League. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're still in the Champions League, we're still in the FA Cup. There's touch wood potentiality of a treble still on at the moment. But as much as the players will get the credit for that, you've got to look at the coaching staff and just look at the job that they've done with this group it's of ridiculous, isn't to it? be able to condition them and have them in absolutely perfect condition for every single game. It's it's just absolutely unbelievable, and 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 they deserve a lot of credit if we do come out of this season with one honour at least, or hopefully not. Yeah, and especially like the lineup. I think there was one change. It was Cater, and then obviously Cater got injured in the warm up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah so yeah, exactly. Millie Millie came in, and it didn't make a difference to be honest because it, no, he didn't. I mean, he played exceptionally well. James Milner does what James Milner does, de- does best, doesn't he? Um, oh, I wrote a piece the other week, didn't I, about the best things in life are free. And James Milner's top my list of free transfers for Liverpool. He really is, and I think that appearance as well. Am I right? It was that was his most appearance for any club. Like he's played for Liverpool I think so. yeah. longer than any other yeah, team. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah. Which is just brilliant for a, a, you know he's only a couple of months older than me, and he's still playing at the highest level, which is unreal. Just turned thir- oh, just just turned thirty four. Thirty four. Christ, you look bad for your age. I do look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a play in the same year as me. I'm I'm stuck with fucking Diane Lovren. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I just it's it, it just weird to me. I don't know. That, that's another <laughs> podcast anyway. That's for another podcast. <laughs> in fact, tweet us and see what your opinion is on that actually. Because I the thing is, right when I've been to Anfield and I see like many in like the forties and fifties with Trent Alexander-Arnold on the back, <laughs> it just seems weird to me. Read into that what you want. I, th- I think it's a scouse thing as well. You don't you don't go on the lift bill gear and you don't get names on the back of your shirt. Yeah, it's true. But uh, yeah. It's, it's, an in, it's an interesting one. It is. Well, that's for another podcast. We can get other people's <laughs> opinions on that uh, before we fire that out. But yeah, again, we, we, we've sealed an unbeaten year that we, we, we are witnessing something great. And the fact that we've gone a, a year unbeaten is incredible. You know, from the the City game at the Etihad, a full year yeah. of just not getting beat by anybody in the Premier League, which is just incredible. And I never thought I would ever see that. And we've got a, a podcast coming out. Uh, we we review the decade, and 
we're looking back at the you put it into, that put day, it into context and it it's really ridiculous. does frighten you doesn't it yeah. you know you think back to where you both were 10 years ago right Dan what was you doing 10 years ago 10 years ago I was 12 there's the second one he's on an after I literally just do not even remember I was in year 8 at school it's probably for the best to be honest nothing with my life yeah so yeah, Mick. Two thousand and sorry, on two thousand and ten, mm. I was in second year of uni, so I was twenty one. I can't believe actually had to ask what year it was because it was ten years. Yeah, ago. yeah. Well, just checking, just checking. <laughs> throw, throw, throw me some curveballs. <laughs> uh, no, I wish I was younger, and I didn't remember it to be honest. Yeah. When we had fucking Roy Hodge and that shite. I was drinking but... a lot more back then. <laughs> I, was I, wasn't, I wasn't. I was twelve. Got it. <laughs> but like we said, I never thought I'd, I'd be sat here now uh, chatting. About the fact that Liverpool have gone a full, a full year unbeaten, never would have thought it ever. And we are witnessing something special. And you know, the, the, there's loads of people that are out there now that have never seen this before from a Liverpool side, and we really have not to take it for granted. I think some of the younger generation, this will just be the norm for them. Yeah, I think. Exactly, I think if you've yeah. come from, like you said, 2010, you obviously appreciate it more. Mm. And I think this team at the minute, I don't think we'll appreciate it until. Until until we until, we, until yeah until yeah. they're all gone and, yeah. and then we look back and think oh look we had Salah Firmino Mane up front yeah. and the midfield but Van Dijk and you look back. Who's, I'm not even saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just about to say it and a bit of my tongue. Not yeah. saying it. I'll say it. In I think we have one of them one of them a week. I'm not going to say we it. Do. Not going to say it. Do. Not going to say it. It's so difficult, though, isn't it? Because I, I was um, I went out for a beer the other week and I was with one of my mates who's massive Man United fan. And he said to me, it's done now, Jay, isn't it? I said, no, it's not. It's not. He said, but Jay, if you were sat where I was and you were looking at the league table and it was Man City and Tottenham at the top of the table or it was Man City and United at the top of the table and United had a big gap or City had a big you'd say it was over, wouldn't you? I'd say, yeah, it was. Mm. But I can't say it because I've had my fingers burnt too much. Yeah. I've been disappointed so many times. There's so many stats of the whole, oh, the last 15 seasons, only three teams have been top of the Premier League and that it's always like Christmas and never won it. So <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't say it. I won't say it. I'm just enjoying this bloody ride, boys. That's the thing. And I mean, we, you, you said there we've been burned before. 08-09 under Rafa, we thought we'd done it. 13-14, yeah. um, that we were certain that it that's was in the bag. That's what we'd done it. Um, we're still behind, we're still yeah. a little bit, we might have got there. That's it, no, you won't get really anybody who will say it until it is mathematically impossible not to be over, like, overtaken. Yeah. It's just something that we just can't, we can't get through it, we've gone through it twice already, and it's just not something that we can go through again. Well that old adage, take it game by game, it's never been more prominent now, has it? Oh, like, I know what they say it after every fucking match and you're like just say something different <laughs> change the fucking record we just take a game by game but it's never been more prominent like I said like we just need to, we've got Spurs next away then we've got United at home and then we've got Wolves away there's, we can't be counting out any of our chickens at the moment there's, there's loads of games there we, we could draw, well there's potential to draw at least a couple of those and we give ourselves that leeway to draw a couple of games yeah. I mean this time last year if we'd have drew a game well we did didn't we we drew, we drew away at West Ham uh, we drew at home to Leicester that was the point where we were like we've, we've drawn yeah. you think we're, we're letting City back into it now whereas now if that happens I, I, you know we're not going to be too disappointed are we if we do draw a couple of those games yeah. see I'm, I'm not sure I'm on board with that if I'm honest it's, for me it's it's 
we've we're riding on the crest of a wave, and that's that's mm. as important to it as anything else. In fact, yeah. possibly more so. The mentality of we are at, the, at this point, the players are just going to be thinking, well, we are actually unbeatable at the moment, mm. and that mentality is a massive part of it. If we start drawing a couple of games at this point now, because of all those past disappointments and because of the expectation of no, no, I agree. That's when it can start sort of all going to pot and, and it's just not if we can't be drawing games right now for me. I said that after the we done the pod after the Man United game where Lalana got one towards the end mm-hmm. and I said if we wouldn't have got that goal it might be a completely different season. If we would have ended up losing at Old Trafford, yeah, heads, yeah, my, heads might have went down. Really it's completely it's a completely different season. But um And don't get Dan, you're absolutely spot on, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not being Mr. Negative there and saying, you know, I'll be happy with the draw because of course well, I think you're right we need to ride this way we're just grinding out results grinding out results but if the worst case scenario happens where we do drop points this team has worked so hard in 2019 to bring us to that level where it's not the worst thing in the world is yeah. it yes we'll have some bad press where we go oh, the wheels are falling off yeah. here we go we'll just answer it back the, the following week but you're right shut up Jay we've fucking got to win every game I was saying it's 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 t- till we get that monkey off our back and we finally win it. That's it. Then the following seasons after that, the press can say, "Oh, the f- the fuck they want about our oh, Liverpool are going to stutter again." The bottlers the, that won't have any weight anymore because we've won it. Yeah, absolutely. It's once we've got that in our hand, Jordan Henderson's doing that little hendo shuffle, lifts that in the air. Oh, Until that oh. happens, I think the press are always going to have this old shitty thing they can beat us with. Going, "Oh yeah, Liverpool are bottlers." What? I, I, I think this season we're too mentally strong. I think. I think. I think last season taught us a lot, didn't it? It did. I want to do it for Stevie, you know. I the way I look at it, because of I mean the, the Gerard slip, it, it gets talked about all the time. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's it's almost a bit like in Star Wars. You know how like Obi Wan Kenobi keeps coming back after Luke, and he keeps cracking reference. It's a ghost, <laughs> a ghost, and he keeps thinking. And then ghost, finally, yeah. by the end of it, once he's beaten the Emperor and stuff like that, and Obi Wan and Yoda's spirits are there, and they can find yeah, the chief gets jumping in on the, on the. It's like a, doing a John Terry jumping in on a celebration. Full kit, one kit. Yeah, it's one of them for me. He must. I mean, he's talked about it before in interviews and stuff like that. It absolutely broke him because he, even though I mean, it was a slip, it could have happened to absolutely anybody. Mm. But he will feel responsible, and it's one of those yeah. things. And once Liverpool have actually finally won the league, that's a monkey off his back for him as well. And it's just something that... I know, it, I know it's not necessarily as important say, as it, a lot of other things. Is it monkey off his back, though? Because he's got nothing to do with it. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to have done it himself. Mm. But at the same time, he's looking at the situation, obviously. Is, is Liverpool through and through? And he's looking at the situation and going, Liverpool haven't, won Liverpool haven't won it in 30 years. They've won it now. And that's my fault. He'll think that himself, or he, uh, some small part of it. Yeah. People have thought that himself. I mean, he, he should never. Think I'm, by the way, I just, I just want to put a disclaimer out there: I'm not blaming Gerard. No, I know. Yeah. I know <laughs> it's either him or Bruce Grabbler's fault, isn't it? But, it, but again, <laughs> 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 it's not the but, but, but again, but again, it's the mentality of it, and and it's something that he'll look at it and will go, well, at least the final one. Oh, that you just reminded yeah. me of the tweet I saw, and I just nearly went, I went nearly went bananas on this lad. He he went, dear Liverpool FC, um, this is an open letter. To sign this man on a six-month loan, and it was a picture of Gerard. And <laughs> honestly, every bone was cringing, thinking, "Just take your tongue out of his bum," because I tell you what, he don't. He would never do that anyway, would he? he no. Gerard would never sign a six-month deal so he could get a Premier League winning medal. Dan's just <laughs> hit the nail on the head. He's going to be absolutely bob on and happy as a fan. And it's just like, oh, just stop it, <laughs> just stop it. That's um, it. He'll be happy enough. Of course, will. I mean, he'll he'll be as, as delirious as, as we all will as as fans to 
yeah. to see that happening. It's, it's like Mick just said though there, I'd love it if he just came on at the title celebrations at the end. If they did win it, stick a Liverpool shirt on yeah. and start jumping around with the lads. <laughs> just runs onto the pitch and just nicks it out of Hendo's hand while doing a lap of honour. Mine! Mine! That would overtake all oh, the Champions it. League media on the on the LFC YouTube channel if that happened. Oh, yeah. most, oh, as most watched. Jesus. We're talking about the title, shut up. <laughs> I know, fucking <laughs> hell, just spend 10 minutes on it. I know, well, we're just getting really excited about it because we've just beaten our nearest rivals, who, nearest rivals, sorry, in terms of geography. Let me just <laughs> yeah. Glad you, gl- you corrected yourself. Nearest yeah. um, <laughs> rivals in terms of geography, and they were practically full strength as well, mm. and they've just done that, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, really good. And the only way I can finish this pod, boys, is go away and out the cup. Do you ever fucked it up? <laughs> that's, our, that's, our, uh, that's our little video that we love, don't we, Mick? Uh, Thank you love for listening that. to this latest episode of the Cup Eye Podcast. Jay will not be joining us next week. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> anyway, talking about Spurs, um, in terms of score predictions, I know it's, what are we? How many days away? Six. Six. Score predictions for Spurs up against fucking Jose Mourinho again. Two one. Once again. Two one. Just blow it out there. Two one. Two one. I'm gonna go for two nil again. Good. I, I, I keep smashing these score smashing predictions. The last couple of weeks, mate. Last last yeah. Yeah, last three weeks, I think I've got it right. Where are you going with Dan? Score predictions against Spurs. Spurs. Um it's one of those I mean it's away from home. It's it is gonna be tough. Mourinho loves setting up defensively against Liverpool. Yeah. Um but I mean, it's it's one of those. Like I say, it's it's just important that we just keep the the winning and the good feeling going. And yeah, I, th- I think we'll we'll edge it. It'll be a tightish game. I feel like they play better without Harry King because he's out injured for the game, isn't he? Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like for some reason they play without him. Um, he's Son back. I can't remember it. I don't know if Son's back. I think he might be. Yeah, I think he might be as well. Um, but yeah, it'll be a tough one. But I, I don't know, something like a two-one. Sort of. As, as long as we come away with the three points, I don't care if it's sort of one-nil or nine-nil. Yeah. I just don't care. Exactly. Perfect way to end the podcast. I think so. That's been yeah. We'll be back, and that was Dan's first appearance. Thank you of many. (laughs) See you next week. Network.